Deanna McLaughlin from Crime Stoppers, Clarksville, Montgomery County, stops by to talk to Charlie and Katie about what you can do to help support this great organization and the mission behind the Crime Stoppers. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Well, well, here's the cool part about Deanna, and and I, I want her to tell everybody how how she ended up in mm-hmm. in Clarksville because she's been a city council person and many other things in our community. She's definitely been a servant to the community. She has. But first, where are you from and how did you get here? I grew up in Vancouver, Washington, which is in America, not Canada. People get confused. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Vancouver, like, oh, you're Canadian? No, I'm American. Thank you. Washington. <laughs> the key word there was Washington. It is a state. That's right. We yeah. do neighbor Canada, but no. Um, and I got married, and I won't age myself, a long time ago. And my husband at the time was in the military, and... We did a few duty stations before he ended up at Fort Campbell, and we ended up Fort Campbell for whatever reason. He was stationed out of Fort Campbell forever and a day, which was beneficial yeah. to us because, I don't know, within the first six months of us getting here, it's like, how can we stay here? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was able to retire out of Fort Campbell, and we stayed here. Our daughter is one of those rare military kids that has been preschool through high school with the same group of kids. Wow. That is rare. That yeah. never happens. So I call her like yeah. a unicorn. <laughs> so you moved here when? Uh, 1993. Oh, wow. So this is, you've lived here longer than anywhere else. This is home. This is home. This is home. Well, it was after. Oh, just after Desert Storm. Storm. Yes. Yeah. So, and my husband's been retired from the military since uh, 2009, and he's been a Clarksville police officer ever since. So. Yeah. So what was it about Clarksville that you guys just fell in love with? People look you in the eye and say hello and smile whether you know them or not. That's true. And that was what. Uh, we had been to some other Southern duty stations and we did not feel welcome there. Interesting. But here you live next door to veterans. Um, and uh, in our neighborhood, when we moved there, there were a lot of Korean War, Vietnam era veterans. Mm-hmm. It just kind of took us under under their wing because we were the young people in the neighborhood. But I mean, mm-hmm. that really helped us feel mm-hmm. welcome here. Yeah. It really did. And, you know, it wasn't too long after that. Well, maybe 10 years later, my husband was gone every other year. So those are the people that yeah. looked in on us. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, I've known you through your volunteer efforts and your city council days and, and up till now. How, how did you become involved? How did you decide you wanted to be a volunteer and, and give back to the community? How, how did that happen? I think it was a way that we were raised. Yeah. Um, it's easy for people to complain about things, but if you're active and part of something, you can really make the change. And that's really how we were raised by our mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can complain all you want, but what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and once Clarksville, you know, it, we, it was our home the minute we got stationed here and up until my husband retired, most of my involvement was on post. Yeah. When, when you decided to run for city council, what initiated that decision? One of one of my neighbors, who was a Korean uh, Vietnam War veteran, mm-hmm. said, "Hey, Deanna, you care about people. Why don't you run for city council?" I'm like, "Oh, you must be crazy." Yeah. <laughs> but he really pushed, and you couldn't tell Mr. Duncheski no. And yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's how I ended up running. And you were you you were in that seat for three terms. 12, yeah, twelve years. years. Yeah, that's a long time. It was a long time. Oh, that was Ward One, right? Two. Ward Two. Sorry. Call it the Deuce. The deuce. Mm-hmm. 
Well, she 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 you know she did great work with the city council, mm-hmm. and and that that is not an easy job. Any part of city no. government, no, like I that. admire that. That's hard. But, and then she's volunteered many many other things, but now. You're with Crime Stoppers. It's not Crime Stoppers. It's what now? Clarksville Montgomery County Crime Stoppers. You got to say, you got to say it that way next time. I did the abbreviated I version. Yeah, I it's hear you. So, how how did you get involved in in Crime Stoppers? Um, originally, uh, Kay Jones, who was a city councilman at the time, she came on to kind of help revamp revamp Crime Stoppers. And up till that point, it was barely living thanks to Five Star Radio's Lee Irwin. Yep. Lee's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Is. So he she is. she came on board and she really hit the ground running. And so she recruited some people that she thought would do more than just fill a seat and have a resume builder, people who were workers. And so mm-hmm. that's when Bill Summers and I came on the board. And um, that that's kind of where, where I started. So what is the main function of Clarksville Montgomery County Crime Stoppers? Great job, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> so Crime Stoppers uh, is a national organization, and it allows people who have information about a crime to report information about that crime and rena- remain anonymous. Okay. Not everybody feels comfortable going directly to law enforcement. So we're kind of like the middleman between law enforcement and that tipster. And if the tipster has actual legitimate information Mm -hmm. that leads to an arrest or a conviction, then they're eligible for a cash reward, remaining anonymous the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the questions is, how can somebody actually get paid for a tip, but no one know who they are? So say, Charlie, you know of something that happened that's a crime and you want to report it. But you he want might to be asking honest. for that reason. Okay, let's pretend you're not. And <laughs> so there's there's several ways you can call a local number that goes to the national switchboard. Mm-hmm. You can go through the P3 app um, or you can go through our website. And once you call in, you are assigned a number. You are never, you're never okay. asked your name. You're never asked your phone number, where you are located. You are a number to Crime Stoppers USA. Once that tip information comes through, it gets pushed to a contact at the police department. In our case, it's Roger Carroll. Again, he never knows who the person is. It's yeah. always a number. He passes the information on to an investigator. Investigator checks out the information and determines if it's valid or not. If it's valid, that information is brought to us, the Crime Stoppers board, and we vote on Yes, we agree with the investigator. It's a legitimate tip. And then we approve the funding. And then it's up to the person that calls a tip in to follow up using their number to see if their, if their tip was approved for reward or not. Interesting. So is it, what's that time period? I, they they have varies. to vary, yeah. It varies um, depending on how many tips come in. I mean, it could be six months. Um, in, in a case where there was a wanted person that was pretty dangerous, that turned around pretty fast. It was like less than 30 days. Yeah. So they can just keep checking back. Yes, right. absolutely. Yeah. So do you have like a, like, is there a story that pops out to you that of something locally, like a tip or something and a crime was solved and. Well, here in the last probably six months, two cold case homicides have been solved, uh, using, um, old DNA profiles that uh-huh. now the technology and yeah. I was all excited like oh maybe that's a Crime Stoppers tip and yeah. it wasn't but yeah. you know th- that was nice to see some unsolved homicides. Oh, those solved. families think it's nice for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, and then um, like there was a the wanted person a couple months ago. Um, 
that he was he had a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. warrants out for his arrest and that turned around really fast and was able to get that person mm-hmm. in custody before another crime could be committed. So did y'all got get a lot of tips on him and Yes. We I saw him at the Walmart note grow. I'm telling yeah. yeah. So that mm-hmm. that was that was a good one. And then there are cases that aren't even put out by law enforcement that um, tips come in on like I think my neighbor's dealing drugs. Right. Oh, interesting. And we, we've had some of those that have led to drugs, uh, unlawful weapons, yeah. and several other things. Mm-hmm. So, well, so there's there's a funding mechanism. Yes. Right. You got to so pay for those money. This doesn't appear. Right. So how how do you come up with money? How are you funded? So Crime Stoppers has an agreement uh, with the city of Clarksville. We do not receive allocated taxpayer dollars. That's not how it works. The agreement when it was established was that there was a litigation tax on city traffic tickets. And so off of guilty judgments on traffic tickets, then Crime Stoppers gets allocated $2 per ticket. Now, the funding has gone down substantially year after year. And based on what we're looking at potentially receiving in the next budget year, we're going to have to get a little creative in our fundraising. Um, In the past, we've done the Blue Jean Ball. And I think both of you have been to that before. Mm -hmm. Uh And because of COVID, uh, we haven't been able to have it the last two years. But our board's going to be discussing bringing that back next year. Um, we also, people, if you are Amazon shoppers, like we all are, you can designate Clarksville, Montgomery County Crime Stoppers as your Amazon Smile uh, yep. account. That does not cost the person that shops on Amazon a, a penny. It's from Amazon and it comes to the, the 501c3 that you designate it to. And we would really appreciate yeah. You know what? I, I'm embarrassed to tell you, I didn't know Amazon Smile was a thing. I was yeah. today years old when I learned that today. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. Thank I'll, you for signing up for Clark's one coming here. I know. <laughs> I, like I, everybody yeah. should go do something, Absolutely. right? Because we're all, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. So, so you're funded through those mechanisms, but you would also take donations, right? We do Mm -hmm. have a gentleman in this community that sends us a hundred dollars every year. We're so grateful for that. Yeah. But I'm here today not to solicit funds, but to to get the word out. We don't want your name. We want your information and clues equal cash. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. really what we we have money budgeted and set aside every year for tips. We want to pay that money out. That's, that's what it's yeah. for. We want to solve crimes. Yes. That's right. And that's that's incredible work. And now knowing more about how it operates mm-hmm. and uh, the your safety yes. mm-hmm. of, of giving a tip. Absolutely. I mean that's that's pretty that's good information. Well, I think for that's sure. anybody that has information, even whether it's a neighbor or whatever, to be anonymous, that yes. changes everything. It does. It does, but then you don't have to worry about what may happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is your website? What's the ad address? Uh, it's Clarksvillecrimestoppers.com. Not Clarksville, Montgomery County? No, it was too long, Charlie. Thank okay. You. <laughs> we also have a Facebook page, and that's where our most immediate information is yeah. published. So when um, any of our law enforcement partners send out a press release, we immediately post it on the Facebook yeah. page with the link of how to report an anonymous tip. So, And our, our law enforcement partners are the Clarksville Police Department, the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, and Austin P. Police. They are not board members, but they um, serve in an ex-officio capacity on our yeah. board. Mm-hmm. And they help us come up with ideas of how to get information out and how to 
to make sure people know how to find us. And we're pretty close to adding somebody from CID on post. Yeah. Um, because that's the piece that we're missing as far as our local mm-hmm. law enforcement yeah. goes. So your your average person, if they want to get involved with Crime Stoppers, mm-hmm. what, what what do I do? If I say, well, that sounds cool. I want to learn more. I want to be involved. Go to our website. We actually have a tab that says how to become a board member. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. But does it get any more clear than that, does <laughs> no, it? No, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And we actually, um, we have new officers this year, and we have come up with some goals that we're trying to achieve. Um, and basically, it's we want to pay the money out. Yeah. How can we do that? So we are adding board members to open spots who would mutually benefit from a relationship with yeah. Crime Stoppers. Yeah. So we have added um, Damone Chestnut. He runs the uh, Criminal Justice Academy for the school system. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, the interim director of the housing authority, Don Garrett Sanders. She is on hold for our next spot. Um, so that we're trying to develop partnerships with yeah. people who definitely we can help them and they can help us. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's great work y'all are doing. Thank you. It is a good work. Thanks. I used to meet here. At five star. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are supposed to meet at the library, but because COVID, we've yeah. been meeting virtually. Yeah. Um, I used to meet in our conference room right in there. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome to it again if you want. Well, we, we thank you. <laughs> we used <laughs> to meet at the police department in the basement, um, and then we realized that we need, we're a public organization. We need to meet in a public place yeah. in case people oh, want that's, to come. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. So we moved to the library, but they're at a 10-person maximum mm-hmm. in the meeting rooms right yeah. now. So. Is, is there anything that we've missed, anything that we've failed to ask you that, that you need to tell you us You need about? to let people know. Well, I mean, if you're a member of an organization and you would like somebody from Crime Stoppers to come brief your organization on how Crime Stoppers works, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are interested in, in becoming a board member, go to the website. If you aren't sure if you might have some information to an unsolved homicide or missing persons case, go to our website. With the help of Captain Wilson from the Clarksville Police Department, I've recently updated all of the unsolved homicides, mm-hmm. and there are more than I thought. Um, and I know, like you were saying, families want to have some kind of closure. And mm-hmm. one of those unsolved homicides is a young man who uh, was the brother of a girl that my daughter played basketball with sixth grade through her senior year of high school. And his parents would like to have some closure oh, wow. in his case. And, you know, if you think about it, we probably all know people who have been victims of a crime in some way. And, mm-hmm. and I know how I would feel if if my loved one was murdered and nobody knew what happened. Man. So, oh, I don't know. I don't know that I could imagine how that would feel. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Recently, um, channel, I think it was channel two news. They revamped a missing persons case from Clarksville from 1998. It was a, a young mother who was a soldier's wife was on her way to work at Fort Campbell Boulevard, Walmart, never made it. And she's been missing ever since. And her son is now 25 years old. He was 15 months old when she disappears. He has no idea what happened to his mother. He didn't wow. have never seen a, again. No, never was able to have a relationship with her because she has never been found. Wow. And then mm. her information is also on our website. 
It's interesting how many, you, you don't think about it because we're not living in that world, but it's amazing how many of those unsolved crimes are actually still out there, especially yes. with today's technology. Absolutely. And speaking of technology, mm-hmm. we do have uh, five informational kiosks that are deployed out in the community. Um, and you don't make a tip from them, but you can look at them and see what we're looking for. So they're located at the Fort Campbell Boulevard Walmart, the Wilma Rudolph Boulevard Walmart, the um, CT. Transit Center, the Courts Complex, and Austin P. Morgan University Center. And one really neat thing is that we have an arrangement um, with um, the people who produce the Amber Alerts. Automatically, when there's an Amber Alert, those go straight to our kiosks. Okay. Everything else is loaded by uh, Bill Summers, another board member, Brian Lynch, and then our law enforcement partners. Wow. And this is all volunteer. That's a lot of work. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's meaningful. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Well, Deanna, thank you for joining us here today. Thank you for for having me. Absolutely. Please call call Crime Stoppers with some tips because we would like to give you some money. (laughs) Thank goodness I don't have any tips right now. Yeah. Well, thanks, Deanna. We appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you. you. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.